The Ziggler Show comes from the legacy of Zig Ziggler and brings together personal and professional growth, business success, and faith. I'm your host, Kevin Miller. In this episode, get your marching orders for the day. Andy Andrews cites George Washington Carver saying he was up before the birds and would promptly go outside and get his marching orders for the day. Andy prescribes to this as well, and he shares some of his most valued routines here in my habits show. If you didn't hear episode 819, where I talked with Andy about his new book, Just Jones, please go listen to it. You'll hear some of his personal story of both parents dying while he was a child, ending up living under a pier, literally, and ultimately being befriended by an older man named Jones. There's a clue to the book. To come from this lifestyle and seeming lack to being a renowned best-selling author and influencer, an influencer to influencers actually, requires some healthy habits and routines that differ from the norm. Here in this episode, you'll hear some of these habits, but you'll also hear us go on a tangent of parenting and some counsel Andy gave me years ago that really stuck. As a teaser, I'll just ask you this, is your goal to raise good kids or good adults? It's really a paradigm shift you're going to hear about in here. So if you want a serious and significant dive into core issues of parenting as well as awesome habits, you're going to find it here. And check this out. I encourage you to, again, listen to episode 819 with Andy and me. And if you bless yourself and buy Andy's new book, Just Jones, from Amazon or anywhere, and send him a receipt or a screenshot to Andy at andyandrews.com, you'll gain access to his four-hour audio program, Becoming a Noticer. And folks, we all want to be noticers. I'll bring you Andy Andrews right after I share what else we have for you and some great products and services. All right, Andy, I want to hear what makes Andy Andrews tick right here. Uh, I want the... the <laughs> What are those habits? What, give, me, give me a couple of the habits, the daily routines that you don't miss. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I get up early. I get, I, 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 now early, early is a relative term. Yes. Okay, but early for me has to be, I have, I want to get up before my family. I want to get up before my family. Now, if I'm writing, I will get up a lot of times around four o'clock if I'm working on a book because I want to be well into uh, just into that zone before the sun ever comes up. And, and, and I, 
I really started doing that, and it's and it, but every day I want to get up before my family it is the very, the very odd time that I'm not the first one up. In fact, I can't remember one in the past several years that I wasn't the first person up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I value that quiet time. It's that quiet time where I can, I can connect spiritually and i you know i i am as add as they come so quiet is is important for me if i'm going to connect and then get started yeah and and so that is that is that i have to create quiet in our world today i have to create it i you know there there's a couple of things that that really started that in me. One is I've read a ton of biographies. And, and so the people that I have seen over and over again who accomplished almost an inhuman amount of, of things, they got up really early. Now, Thomas Jefferson was one, but my number one guy is George Washington Carver. George Washington Carver got up every day before the birds ever got up. That was how he put it. And he would go outside and get his, and he, he would say he would get his marching orders for the day. Hmm. And if you look at the life of George Washington Carver and look at all he accomplished, I just, I, I, I don't even get it. I don't even understand how in one lifetime somebody could accomplish that much. But it, it, it has to do with being focused and knowing where you're going from the beginning of the day. What do you, what do you specifically do? Everybody's got their own secret sauce for the morning. What's yours look like? Well, I get, I get up and I listen to, you know, I, I, I shower first and I listen to specific music. Um, and and that music is, is usually Gaither stuff. I listen to, you know, the Isaacs. I listen to Jason Crabb. I listen uh, to the Martins. I listen, but I listen to Gaither stuff, a lot of the homecoming stuff. And, and then um, I... I get a glass of water and I head downstairs to my office and I, I get my, my, my Bible, my reading stuff, and I do not turn on my computer, my email, my, I mean, that's the kiss of death for me. Uh, You know, I've got to sit down and go through my devotion stuff and my, my quiet. And I've learned now, you know, I, I don't know. If this is. I, 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 I'll just tell you this. I, I have learned uh, probably too late in my life. I, I probably wasted a ton of time, but I've learned that not only do I need to to be quiet to get into an attitude of prayer, an attitude of 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 talking to God. But I, I gotta be quiet to get some answers. Mm-hmm. Um, I realized a number of years ago that the most of my answers 
in my life came at three particular times. Uh, and I'm talking about just like, you know, just things you're pondering and it's like, oh, okay, I know what to do, that kind of thing. Or, you know, you're writing and you're, you're stuck on a plot point or, or a direction to go. Um, my answers would come in three different times. One is when I just woke up, like I like I'd wake up with an answer. Uh, number two was in the shower. And number three was in the woods by myself hunting or, you know, fishing or in the woods. And, and I realized that those three times there, there is no body there. There's no outside stimulus. There's no games. There's no television. There's no radio. There's no phone. There is nothing. And so I realized how many times in my life I had avoided purposefully listening and think in terms of, you know, if, if, if a friend came to you and they said, I need help, I, I need answers and I need them now. And will you help me? And you said, yes, I'd be happy to. And they said, okay, thanks so much. And then they left. <laughs> You'd go, well, that was kind of odd. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, a couple of days later, they came back and said, I'm just telling you, I'm getting desperate now. I'm still needing answers. And, it, and you are going to help me, right? Will you, will you help me? And you'd say, yes, I will. And they said, okay, great. Thank you. And they left. You would go, you know, this is weird. I, you're not letting me say anything. And I cannot tell you how many times in my life I have prayed and asked God questions and prayed and, and then said, amen. Okay. Let me check my email. And I just walked out of the room and I, and I, I feel like, you know, God's saying, I would like to tell you something, but you're going to have to stop yeah. for a minute. Yeah. And I've heard, I've heard so many people, you know, hunters, guys out in the woods, you know, say, yeah, I feel closer to God out in the woods than I do in church. And I, I somehow imagine God going, I bet you do. It's the only time you showed up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So that, that's an important part of, of the day for me. That's huge. It, of course, it reminds me of uh, Bob Bodine, who we've had on the show. And his book, Two Chairs, and folks, you can go look look that up right. or find the yep. book. And it is. It's. It's. Uh, I know it. It remains difficult for me, Andy, to be quiet, to stop, to listen. You talked about you know ADHD, and uh, regardless, it's it. That's that's hard. I want to go do. That's where I'm at. That's right. where I find my immediate peace. The immediate drug hit. Hit. But yet not the wisdom. I love the perspective that you give of that, of, yeah, how put that in, in real physical life with a friend. And it's ridiculous. And yet I do it day in and day out. You know, so writing, I want to ask you about that. So then let you, you finish your time. And at some point then you do, as I was gonna say, pick up pen and paper or keyboard and uh, computer and start writing. How long can you remain creative what's your creative block can you sit there and pound it out for eight hours or do you have two hours of real good creative juice i i have five or six hours yeah you know uh, of of that and uh but it's it's a morning thing 
Okay. You know, I, I can sometimes go, you know, if I get up early, I can sometimes go until noon. Um, now, I can make myself work in the afternoon, but I'm not nearly as productive mm -hmm. uh, because I find I'm not nearly as productive once other things get in the way. Mm -hmm. And and I, you know, I've told people for a long time, I don't really, you know, love to write. I, I love having written. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, it's a, I, I like being a writer. I like having books. I like giving books away to people. I like signing books. I like talking about books. I like reading books, but do I like to write? Eh, you know, not really. I mean, there, you know, every time I sit down in front of the computer, there's probably 20 or 30 things I can think of I'd rather be doing. Um, but, but, but writing is a discipline. Mm -hmm. It's a discipline and it is, uh, you know, I, I, I talk to people a lot of times say, well, I, you know, I'm going to write a book. And I said, really, or now what, what are you waiting on? And they said, well, I'm just kind of waiting you know, to be inspired. Not, and, and I, I, I want to say, man, if you're waiting on that, you know, just quit thinking about it. You're just torturing yourself because it's, you know, I'm inspired on a book generally one time. And that's when I have the idea for kind of how it's going to go. And, you know, but the rest of it is sitting down and putting together a puzzle that you have to cut the pieces for. Mm -hmm. That's I, I'm in that right now uh, for the first time. That's a good way of putting it, uh, putting together, yeah. creating, putting together a puzzle that you put the pieces for. And I'm, I'm vastly, I do enjoy the writing process. Some, I get lost in it and I can kind of that when time, time goes away, there's definitely the labor, laboriousness of the puzzle putting together. But when you right, have that right. one topic or maybe for you, that chapter, that is, that is interesting. So what allows you to do that best from your, let's go to health and wellness. What are the things that you do there that help you be at the clarity and creativity that you want to be at? You know, being able, being able to exercise enough so that I can rest uh, is important. I can't, I can't sit there all day and then expect to be able to rest well that night and then do it again. Yeah. I, I have to get out and get something going. You know, we, we walk a lot. We, you know, we swim, we do stuff. And I've, I've had a hard time like the past couple of years. I have neck problems. Mm -hmm. And, and so that has been tougher for me. I just, I had surgery now. And so I'm kind of coming back from it oh. and really excited to be able to get out and do stuff. But that was, uh, you know, I learned really to appreciate the exercise when I was unable to. And, you know, it's, it's amazing without the physical exercise, you don't even rest well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How about nutritionally? What do you do on that side? Um, I, you know, my wife keeps us pretty on a straight and narrow yeah. nutritionally. And I, I, you know, I'm not a big, I, I don't really have that much of a challenge there. I, you know, that's not one of my things that I'm just like always thinking about. And, uh, but I do have things that I really like that I have to watch myself 
because I can overindulge, <laughs> you know? Okay. And, and so, but we do a lot of, we're slightly, we're vegetable salads and we do red meats and fish too, but a lot of, a lot of fish, a lot of vegetables. Well, that I appreciate for the health and wellness though. My interest is in the indulgences. I want you to share what's, what's about the, what? the indulgences. What, what is Andy Andrews indulging? Man, chicken, chicken dumplings just <laughs> eat my lunch. I just, I, you know, I just, I love I, you know, I really do. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, there's two or three things. It's very Southern. I just, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Uh But the other one is oysters Rockefeller. I can just, that's not okay. I can make, I can just like make a spectacle of myself and, and, um, and banana pudding, but those are my three, like (laughs) real bad weaknesses. That's like heroin crack. And I, you know, whatever (laughs) I, the chicken and dumplings, banana pudding and oysters Rockefeller. And, you know, my wife is kind of a foodie. She, uh-huh. like, watches these Food Network things and all like that. And so, but she gets real bored with me because she'll say, if you could choose anything you wanted to eat, and it's like, uh, dumplings. Uh-huh. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> you know, I'm you're, just no fun. You're satisfied at the next church potluck. Uh, outside, I am. Outside, I of am. The, outside of the oysters. Uh, tell me about relationships. How many people you got at home these days? Well, right now it's my wife and our youngest son, a senior in high school. Oh wow! Okay. And our our oldest son has, has he's in Idaho for three months working with this big outdoor thing, and he has a couple of businesses of his own, and so he has the ability to kind of just move and you know go where he wants, and and so he's uh, he he makes knives. Is uh, Austin Legacy knives? Wow, these knives marked one of one, and uh, wow. so he does real well with that. And then that has given him the opportunity. Uh, one of these big uh, conservancy places gave him the opportunity to come out f- until November, and so he's out in Idaho. And uh, called us the other day and said, "I just saw a moose." You know, we're <laughs> from Alabama; we've never seen a moose. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can send him here. We had one in our yard last week. Uh, Are you serious? Yeah, it was first time, first time ever. Uh, I, I, it was the fourth time I've ever seen one, and it was a a, a mama and a baby. Uh, weird, oh my god! Weirdest thing, weirdest thing ever. You are listening to The Ziggler Show in this episode with Andy Andrews on his habits for success. Next, he talks about an inspiration he received by seeing Tom and Zig Ziggler's affection for each other as adults and how he took that into his own parenting. It kicks off really just some powerful discussions about parenting. We'll get right back to it after I share some great products and services. My family's big on candlelight, nice smells, essential oils, but most air fresheners and candles release dangerous chemicals into the air and water-based essential oil diffusers can diffuse harmful contaminants in your water and into the air you breathe. Aroma True is the state-of-the-art waterless atomizing diffuser that transforms essential oils into a fine mist without the need for water, which means no more sticky messes and worries about mold or bacteria. Aroma True's innovative design efficiently disperses up to four oils at a time, allowing you to create your own custom fragrance blends with just the touch of a button. Aroma True also provides sustainably produced USDA certified organic or wildcrafted essential oils, so you're breathing in only the purest and highest quality 
quality fragrances. That's what I want in my house. So you can sign up for Aroma Trues Insider Club. And today you'll receive a free waterless oil diffuser and a free lemon eucalyptus oil. That's over 200 bucks in savings. So go to aromatrueorganics.com slash Kevin to take advantage of this exclusive offer. That's A-R-O-M-A-T-R-U-O-R-G-A-N-I-C-S.com forward slash K-E-V-I-N. You can join Aroma True's Insider Club and scent your home organically. The only reason we're able to put out five shows a week on the What Drives You podcast is we created a workflow and we complete a process. If you run an e-commerce business that ships products, there's a state-of-the-art process you can use to save a ton of time and resources. ShipStation. They're the shipping solution that integrates wherever you sell online and streamlines your workflow so your business can grow. We ran a supplement business for a while. I had one of my kids go sign up for ShipStation and boom, it was done. They said it was really simple, which I found out when they went on a trip and I had to step in for a few days. The ShipStation dashboard is really easy to use and I realized how much of a discount they get up to 89% off UPS, DHL Express, and USPS rates. So you can work less, ship more with ShipStation. It's the innovative tool that helps turn your shipping challenges into opportunities for growth. Go to ShipStation.com, use the code Kevin to sign up for a free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, code Kevin. I live high up in the Rocky Mountains where the air is clean and fresh as possible, but then I step indoors and I'm breathing in untold amounts of toxins and allergens from paint and carpet and cleaning chemicals and pets and furniture and appliances and mold and so on. Studies show the indoor air is two to five times more polluted than the outdoor air anywhere you are. And in some places it's a hundred times worse than that. Well, the solution is to get an air purifier and air doctor is just the best out there. It filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants and allergens such as pollen and pet dander and dust mites and mold and even bacteria and viruses so your lungs don't have to try to do that. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Go to airdoctorpro.com. You can use the promo code KEVIN, and depending on the model, you'll receive up to 39% off or up to 300 bucks. Exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. So to get the special deal, go to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com. Use promo code Kevin. Well, so, you know, you talked in our, in our first show together, which is episode 819, you and Tom shared the story of you seeing Tom uh, walking hand in hand with his dad and that picture from behind, which I told people they can see on Facebook if they go and find Tom Ziegler, it's his profile right. picture and that, that how impacting that was for you, you wanted that relationship with your sons. How did that influence your parenting at that point. Yeah, I, you know, I watched that and I, and it had happened at a crazy time. I've got that picture framed beside my desk of Tom and, and Zig. And, and I had, uh, I had gone to eat with them. We were, I was in Dallas and we'd gone to eat at a Chinese restaurant and Zig was having a harder time getting around and and the week before, somebody had seen 
uh, my boys and I walking down the sidewalk near our house, and both of them were holding my hand. And uh, I think Austin was like seven, Adam was five, and they were holding my hand and just walking down. Somebody took a picture of us. I didn't even know they'd taken a picture of us, and they sent it to me. And they jotted the note. I guess they thought they were being funny. I almost cried. Uh, but they said, enjoy this. They won't be holding your hands much longer. Hmm. And so I, that was just kind of in my mind. And we left that restaurant and that day in Dallas, about a week later. And I looked up and Tom was holding hands with his dad. And I almost burst into tears right there. And I and I got back to the studio. Zig and Jean went back to their house. And and uh, Tom and Cindy and Julie and I we went back to the, the studio. And I told Tom, I said, buddy, I, I don't know if you know how unbelievable this is. I, I don't know if you know how unusual this is. And I said, please, please, please get a picture for me of, of that. Please, Cindy, please. And Cindy ended up taking a picture the next time they went out together of Zig and Tom and took it from behind of them holding hands. And I have had that framed next to my desk ever since. And I have a great relationship uh, with my boys. And uh, it was a, probably about that, maybe maybe a year or so before that, that um, my boys had the opportunity to meet Zig. And I was so excited. And and of course, he did the, you know, he did the usual thing. Like, I can spot a winner a mile away. I saw you guys coming, and I knew there's a winner. And and uh, and I, I said to uh, to the boys, I said, guys, what did I tell you about Mr. Ziegler? And Austin said. Dad said that we were going to meet the greatest speaker who ever was and the greatest who ever would be. And, and Sig looked and goes, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> it, but it was awesome. But I've got a picture of Zig with his hand on my boys. Mm. And it's, it's just, you know, it, it, it put a, uh, it put something in me that I knew that I wanted to work toward. I wanted, I, I've seen so many uh, adult children and their parents uh, drift apart. And I've seen uh, brothers and sisters drift apart. And, and my family, uh, is not a great example. I, you know, our my my parents died when I was nineteen. My sister and I are very wow. close, but I'm talking about beyond. You know, before you know, my grandparents and the, and like that. My, my family's not a great example of generational um, um, increase in wisdom and wealth and anything. It's like every generation's kind of had to start over again. And, but I've had the opportunity to watch closely 
some families like the Ziegler's and some families uh, like the Stimpsons in Mobile, the Bullards in Mobile. And, uh, and I have this opportunity to watch some families that, that I have said, you know, somebody along the line, along this generational line has to throw the anchor. And that's, that I, I'm going to, I'm throwing the anchor here. We're learning something that's going to pass on. We're, we're going to start something new here. And so that picture of Tom and Zig has been a touchstone for me. I, I can't get myself to leave it though. Uh, as a father, how old are your boys? Right now they're 20 and 18. 20 and 18. Okay. I've got, uh, Bull, and I've got other, I've got girls, but I've got a 25 year old. Uh, and then I've got a 15, 14 and 10 year old. And they are more my muse, even than the girls. It's, it's easy to love my girls. Uh, it's easy to love the boys too, but it's that relationship that I don't right. see. I'm going to use the word affection, um, right. that I don't see. I don't. And so I'm curious how you view that or what you would, we can't be perfect fathers. I, I, I can't be a perfect example. Um, I've got my own, uh, uh, you said anchor to throw that anchor. What, what would you, if you were talking to another father, if you don't, maybe you just know it for yourself. What is, what is it that you are anchoring with? Let me ask that with your sons to foster that. One of the things that I'm, that, that I determined early on that had to be done is we had to explain, we had to explain there could not be a, um, because I'm your dad. You know, I'm your dad and you will do this. And as long as you live in my house, you know, that that's not what we really want. Okay, Uh, you know, to say as long as you live in my house, you will not jump off a cliff as long as you live in my. I mean, that's ridiculous. That's not what we want. Yeah, we we love them. We don't want them to jump off a cliff at any point. It's, the point is not that once you're away from me, you can do whatever you want to do. I mean, we, we want, you know, here, Kevin, is, is I think, is, the, is an issue that people don't recognize. Um, anytime I talk to people who have challenges with their children, I, I've asked, you know, what is your... What's your MO? What, you know, mm-hmm. what is, what are you trying to do? And over and over again, I will hear, or I'll hear that this is what they thought. Okay. Is that we're just trying to raise great kids. We want to raise great kids. We're determined to raise great kids. You know, we told God that if you give us kids, our kids would be a priority. We want to raise great kids. We pray for them. We think about them. And we're going to raise great kids. And I want to say, well, there's your problem. Okay. Because in reality, you don't want to raise great kids. What you want to do is raise kids who become great adults. That's two different things. Two different pathways lead to each. Now, you can have great kids on the way to becoming a great adult, but if your goal is to raise great kids, well, you can make them be great kids because you're bigger than they are and you got all the money. You can make them be great kids. But we've seen, I mean, how many times have we seen, God, they were great kids. They were incredible kids. They turned 18, got away from home, and what happened? And so the idea 
uh, or the 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 thing that I have determined that is absolutely critical is to explain. Hmm. And 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 I remember telling Austin when Austin was thirteen, and we had a kind of a a set two. You know, it was like uh, there was a. You know, it, it was kind of an obvious, it was something that, I, and I can't even remember what it was, but it was something that that I determined we were going to do or not do or something, and he wanted to do it or not do it. I can't remember what it was. But I do remember uh, walking with him. I think it's important to walk with boys. With boys, you know, boys don't do good just like sitting there, okay? You got to do something. And so walk. Subconsciously, you're walking in the same direction. They don't have to look at you when you're walking. You're, you're kind of side by side. You can change subjects. You can change directions. And and I, I remember telling Austin, I said, look, you, you know I love you. And... And I love you so much that I really want, like, the greatest life for you. I said, but I also know I'm not crazy enough to, to not understand that at some point, you, you know, you're growing up. You're going to get away from me. You're, and at some point, you're going to do what you want to do. Even if you're living home and you're away from us for a few hours, you're going to do what you want to do. And, and so we're going to talk. We're always going to talk because my, uh, my idea is not that you necessarily always do what I say. I want us to come to an agreement. I said, because I'm not always right. Right. And so here's the thing. If we want the best, I want the best life for you. And I know you want the best life for you. Okay, well, that's one thing. And so if you ever disagree with with something that I decide, I'm fine with you disagreeing. Now, you you know how to disagree, okay? We're not going to be mouthy. We're not going to, you know, get angry. We're, but I am fine with you disagreeing, but, but if you disagree, what you do is you come to me and you say, I'm still not understanding this. So can we, you know, go over this again? Because here's the thing, uh, there is a best. And so we will talk about it and we will find it. And we're going to talk about it until you agree with me. Or I agree with you. Okay, that that you you know that you understand because we're we're making our decisions based on a future. Yeah. Right. And so one of the most important things that I feel like that I did is at twelve or thirteen say, "Hey, do you ever think about living away from home? Do you ever think about being on your own?" And and they did. And so good. You, you probably you should. OK, so I know you probably can't imagine being 40 or 50, but can you imagine being 25? OK, so if you could wave a magic wand. 
You know, where would you be? What kind of life are you going to live at 25? And I remember Austin saying, what do you, what do you mean? Well, like, I don't know where you could choose. Where, where would you live? Like, you going to live in the country or the city and the mountains or the water? And he said, oh, uh, the water. I said, okay, uh, salt water or fresh? He said, salt water. I said, okay, salt water. Uh, on the beach, the lagoon, the canal, a bay? He said, the lagoon. I said, really? That's interesting. North side or south side? Hmm. He said, north side. I said, why the north side? He said, because the south side is all sand, but the north side has sand and it also has woods. I said, hmm. Okay, so, and then it's like your house, condo, tent, what, what kind of car, what, you know, I, I mean, went through everything. And, and, and I said, now, these things can change. Uh, obviously, this, but this is, boy, this is, a good, you know, do you know any 25-year-olds who live like this? He said, I don't. He's only 13. And I said, well, I don't immediately. I said, but there are some. You know, there are some. And I said, do you know how to do this? Do you know how to get to that? He said, not really. I said, well, I can't go back in time. I said, but knowing what I know now at this point in my life, if I could go back to age 13, knowing what I know now, do you think I could do it? He said, you probably could. I said, I absolutely could. I absolutely could. I said, but I can coach you to this. And I said, so, you know, you know, Coach Saban and, uh, uh, at that time, we knew the quarterback at Alabama, and, and I said, you know, his their goal is a national championship. And sometimes Coach Saban says, um, I know where you want to go, and since that's where you want to go, you're going to have to stay after practice. You're going to run after practice, okay? And and so we're going to change our shift our plans a little bit. And we're going to do a little more of this, a little less of this. I said, I can coach you to it. I said, but it's it's where you want to go. It's yeah. this is not my thing. It's yours. Training up, I'm just trying to raise a great adult. Training up the child in the way that they are bent, not that we bend them. So, Andy, December of 2015 was when I had you on the show last. Wow. And I looked it up while you were talking because it sparked something that I, I have to admit, I forgot. I forgot who to attest it to in that show, show 351, episode 351, we're at show, this is going to be show 821. Wow. And, uh, you talked about that, that our goal is not to raise great kids. It's, it's to raise great adults. And if you type in Andy Andrews, the Ziegler show, raise great adults, which is what I put in there. I cited that multiple times in multiple shows. It's in the show notes and it comes up. Uh, I've wow. used that and I forgot who, to, who, who I got it from. So, um, <laughs> forgive me for, uh, when I didn't give credit no. to you, I, I, but, uh, no, buddy. that is it. And I have told my family that I told I, my wife and I have talked about that. She cites that quote, um, that because it comes up all the time, I want to raise good, good kids and, and, right. and no, I, I want to gr- raise great adults and it changes 
the yeah. perspective and what you just said about explaining, I had not thought about it in those terms, but that is probably what I would say is maybe my greatest asset as a parent is talking yeah. to my kids. I had the two boy, I had my two boys, my 13 or uh, uh, 15 and 14 year old in, in my office the other day, yesterday. And we had just had a discussion just on kind of current events and what's happening. And, and, uh, we talked about that, but man, I'm just, I'm a guy, I'm a guy. Yeah. I don't know how to be your dad. Exactly. I'm trying to figure it out. And just the, I value that the probably explaining and talking through more than anything. Cause I do not know enough. I do not have enough wisdom to tell them how they should be to, to lead them exactly. But man, we can talk. So hearing that from you is just a beautiful confirmation. Um, if you can help them understand why yeah. there are a ton of people out there, man, who are doing things. They don't even know why they're doing them. Yeah. And yeah, they may be doing them because other people are doing them. They may be doing them because it just seemed like a good idea at the time. But if you can help your children understand why, yeah. um, you know, we look at teachers sometimes and we say, uh-uh, you don't, you don't tell my kid what to think. You're supposed to teach my kid how to think. Well, then we take them home and we tell them what to think. It, it, anybody who tells them what to think it's just as dangerous as anybody else yeah. because when you tell a child what to think, as soon as they turn 18 and get away from you, they're going to start to test every the boundary of everything they have been told to think, and they're going to do it without a net. They're going to do it without you there. But if you Teach a child how to think, which includes long conversations about why you think the way you do and how you used to think this way. And then Uncle Kevin said this and you thought that. And then, yeah, you know, it requires a lot. But if you teach a child how to think, by the time they get away from you, number one, they will already have made a ton of the decisions that that other young adults have yet to make, but they will be equipped to answer the questions that are knocking the legs out of yeah. a generation. Yeah. I don't know what better value we could give out of this show than that. It's the habits show. And we talked about parenting and, uh, I, I think I will bill it as such because it's a message that meant a lot to me five years ago, Andy, and it's just as relevant, if not more, now, you know what? I'm going to ask you one more thing, though, uh, because okay. it's, it's another it's an area that I have had. Uh, it went from an area of, of, of interest to now an of area of more importance to me on the Ziegler Wheel of Life. That personal spoke that last one, at least at least in the way that I usually have it, that last one, that personal spoke, which I have historically said, what do you do for you, Andy? What is play? What is fun? But also what is self-care? What is hobby? Uh, the, any of those, whichever strikes a chord, just what do you do that is outside of the work, the things you're pouring into everybody else? Uh, what, what jumps the you mind? Know, fishing, being in the woods, uh, being alone in the woods and doing something with wood, uh, has just turned into just an, an amazing way for me to just kind of relax. But I, I just, uh, 
I do. I love, I love fishing, love being in the woods. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, my oldest son's a knife maker. And so that's gotten me interested in wood itself. My youngest son has a business where they take people shark fishing from the beach, uh, Gulf coast nation. Wow. And so just going out and watching that from a distance sometimes is, is pretty amazing. Just sitting and watching them deal and, and helping people catch fish and, I, that's, I, you know, I feel closer to God. Uh, you know, the Bible says that nature cries out. Yeah. And and I, I see it in the sunrise. I see it in the sunset. I hear it in the surf. I hear it in the morning. That turkey goblin or that uh, those leaves crunching when that deer's walking through the woods. I just, I just love it. What do you do with wood, you said? When we fast, we stop eating food and allow our body to repair. The research on the benefits and the reset is profound. The problem is we like food. We're addicted to food. Me too. Missing a meal or a day of eating is terrifying to a lot of people. So here is Prolon. It's a revolutionary plant-based nutrition program that nourishes the body while making the cells believe they're fasting. Prolon is not a diet. It's science based on Nobel Prize winning discoveries in medicine. Prolon provides a five-day program where you get snacks and soups and beverages all designed to keep your body in a fasting state while taking away the difficulty and mindset of deprivation. I've fasted for five days with nothing but water and my physical and mental state was incredible. My struggle was just wanting to fulfill my habit of eating. It was significant. Prolon took that away. It's amazing. I feel like I'm cheating, but getting the benefits of fasting. So right now, Prolon is offering what drives you listeners 10% off their five-day nutrition program. So go to prolonlife.com slash Kevin. That's P-R-O-L-O-N life.com slash Kevin for the special offer. Thankfully, the days of building a business website, then having this massive endeavor to integrate an online store are gone. Today, Shopify has fixed all that. I had one business where we actually built the entire website on Shopify's platform. So whether you're just starting out or you're selling a million bucks of product already, Shopify is just the industry leader. It works the same for physical products or online and digital, and Shopify is just hands down the best out there. Most importantly, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It's 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Getting people to buy is not that hard, at least to the buying point, but getting them to actually give their payment info is, and Shopify is king in that department. They also have top tier customer service, which I think is critical. You can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Kevin. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Kevin to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Kevin. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You know, I, uh, my, my son makes knives and, and so I've gotten interested in, there's so much wood that uh, people, 
you know, it's just like junk wood. And yet, if you take different kinds of wood, different grains of wood, and, uh, you know, sand it, cut it, sand it, you can make shelves and tables and it's it's just shocking you know there is uh, i don't know if you know what a burl is on a tree but a, a burl is it looks like it would look like a big growth a big wart or something it looks like something's wrong with the tree and and what what happens is this is actually some of the most valuable wood in the world. And now, if you're listening to this, you'll see this everywhere you look because the, these are not unusual to be on trees, and they happen on all different kinds of trees. But it it is a, a fungus or a bacteria or uh, some kind of an insect something that gets in the tree, and and you've seen. You've seen probably where a tree has grown around a piece of wire mm -hmm. or grown around something. Well, this is what's happened. Some little bacteria or something has gotten in and the tree has started growing around it. And it's built and it's like a big nut. I mean, it can be just, it can be huge. And, and that it turns out man has not figured out how to make those happen. We can't artificially make them happen. But if you get a burl, if you get a hold of a, a burl from a tree and you cut into it, it's swirls. You know, where wood grain is usually straight, the, the burl is swirls of wood and it just sweeps and swirls. And that is the wood that they use in Rolls Royces and Learjets. <laughs> that's, the, that's the wood that is the most valuable wood in the world to find a, a, a cherry burl or, yeah. you know, walnut burl. It's just beautiful wood. Uh, see the shelf behind me? That was, that was, a, that was a dead aspen tree. Uh, you see? About, Isn't that amazing? Yeah, that was on my property, and I cut it down a year ago. And then about two weeks ago, we put it on, I, I got a wood mill, put it on the mill, milled it, sanded it. And, uh, there is, I, that it's one of, it's a primary hobby is just doing stuff for myself and my, my home. Dude, what kind of mill, do you have a wood miser? Uh, no, it's a Norwood. It's wow. a, it's a Norwood. Yeah. I bought it. We built our, when we built my house, I bought it and, uh, it has been, it's such a different creative outlet. I, I, you know, it I, is. I just love it. I do too. I do too. I can go, I go to go out there and I'll build, you know, a deck, a roof, a wall, a bed, a, a whatever. I don't enjoy doing it for anybody else. I just enjoy it. For, well, I can't wait till the kids have a house and they want stuff. Right. In so there. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll go on. Kevin, go sometimes go on to Austin legacy okay. com and see some of the knives that, that my son does. Austin. And then if you want to see, if you want to see a crazy person, go on gulfcoastnation.com because that's Adam. Uh, the other night they had a, a 12 foot seven inch tiger shark and they, I mean, they tag them and release them from okay. the beach. Okay. They're kayaking the baits out. That is so fun. That's so fun. Andy, thank you again, man. I could talk thank to you, you all day long. I could, we could do a new podcast conversations with Andy and just talk. Uh, I appreciate <laughs> Hey, Let's keep in touch. We need to talk more than every five years. Let's do it. I appreciate your perspectives and your heart. That's why your books are as impacting as they are because it comes out there. So, uh, thank you for what you do. Thank you, buddy. 
Well, there you have it, friends. Behind the scenes, habits of success from a national treasure, Andy Andrews. Again, I encourage you, listen to episode 819 with Andy and me, if you have not, and bless yourself, buy Andy's book, Just Jones, from Amazon or anywhere, and send him a receipt or screenshot to Andy at andyandrews.com. You'll gain access to his four-hour audio program, Becoming a Noticer. Coming up in episode 824, we hear a clip from Zig Ziglar about the power of focusing in on one goal because we can't address every goal at the same time all the time. From this message, I asked the Ziglar audience this question. If you were given time to double your focus on improving one area of your life or progressing toward any one specific goal, where would it be? Great conversation reading through the comments with Tom Ziegler. Many of the comments talked about business goals, but the majority were addressing themselves, ourselves, us as individuals, which shines light on the reality of how we often shortchange our own care, which leaves us unable to serve others and our goals at full capacity. So this will be inspiring to do just that. You're going to get a lot from this episode. Till then, folks, thank you as always for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world, and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join podcast royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.